0: So the moon base, I tell a lot of stories from the moon base, you know. I mean, we we go there every day. We go to our respective moon bases. So naturally, spending so much time at said moon base, one would have a lot of stories, you know.
1: You spend more time sometimes there than you do at home. I know. And that's just the modern way of it, you know. Mm -hmm.
0: And I'll tell you what I don't like about it sometimes. Sometimes people just take themselves too seriously, (laughs) you know. And I'm preparing this thing. It's like a little package deal. You know what I mean? And this person has to read from this. I don't work with this person on a regular basis. He works on a whole other side of the moon base. Anyway, he gets the little binder, you know, with his name on it. And uh, I guess his last name was spelled wrong, you know? Okay. You know, there was a I instead of the E or something. Yeah. Four-letter name, one wrong letter. I could see how somebody could be like, hey, what the hell, you know? So instead of like just bringing it back, he goes to like my boss, you know,
1: oh, one and of those he people. shows
0: he shows the uh, the binder. He shows the binder to my boss and goes, I don't know who this is, you know? <laughs> oh hey. my God. Hey. hey buddy, what are you doing? Adios. Yeah. Adios. You want to say something on the mic? You want to come to daddy? Come to daddy. You want to say hello? Hello. Yeah. You want to say hello, Comic-Cons?
1: Comic-Cons.
0: Comic-Cons. You want to say welcome to the podcast?
1: Podcast.
0: Yeah. You want to go night-night? No. No, of course not. We'll be right back. (laughs) Utah. Give me two. And here we go. Cats! Oh! Can't be too
1: careful with all those weirdos around. <laughs> you Greenpeace types are pacifists, aren't you? If it bleeds, we can kill it. And yet,
0: uh... nice Now you want to get nuts? Come on! Klopek. What is that, Slavic? No!
1: About a nine on the tension scale, Ro.
0: This is a little bell I ring when someone's being a total ass.
1: You son of a bitch. You no good.
0: The point is, he brings the binder back and he goes, I don't know who this is. Now, here's the deal. You do know who it is. I can't stand it when somebody says, when their name is spelled wrong, I don't know who this is. Well, you know who it is. I mean, you know who it is. Yeah, that's like you know, childish. You know, like. You, know, you know it's not anybody else. I can't tell you how many times somebody spelled my last name wrong. Right after the PH, they've done it with a V. Yeah. You know, instead of a PH. Or uh, they go, instead of an ENS at the end of Stevens, they go ANS, like Stefan's. Okay. And I don't go sauntering down to the gunner or gunny or barracks or badging office. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, <laughs> and go, hey, can I get a new badger pussy? Because I don't know who this is. I know who this is. Let me tell you something. You know who it is. And plus, the guy just looks like a cocksucker. Yeah. And I don't mean that in like the 2020 hashtag me also version of what's wrong with being a cocksucker. (laughs) I I just mean he just looks like a chalky, still breastfeeding, pasty. uh, You know, he's never seen the light of day. Just a smoozing, you know, ass-kissing. Just a twerp, a tulip, yeah. a tulip. That's a good word for it. A tulip. Yeah, you know, you know, when you just hear somebody talking, and we're not the kind of guys that would give anybody shit for being a little effeminate. Hell, we have effeminate friends, yeah. but when they just have no masculinity whatsoever. <laughs> Look, I can't. I can. I can hold a screwdriver. I can hold a hammer. I can hold a, a drill. I'm not a man's man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I read comics. You know. I'm not putting together an arsenal anytime soon. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hell, I couldn't even fix my wife's windshield wipers. But what I, t- what I can do is hold my guy in my hands and say, I'm a man. I'm a proud man. And I'm not going to go, ouchy pussy, you misspelled my name. I don't know who this is.
1: Yeah. I, Where's your tiara? I've, I've run into that before where somebody's emailed a complaint about me. Hmm. That's so- even more. And then they emailed me, but they cc'd the boss. Or he just calls me because me and him have that relationship. And he's like, "I feel like this person's trying to get you in trouble." He goes, "I don't understand why they got to come to me with it. They should have just brought it to you." Like, so at least he had my back enough to be like, "Okay, I don't need to worry about." Yeah, this. Yeah, don't cause, go around me. Because he didn't even. He's like, "I don't even have to know about this. This is the first right. time this has ever happened." So like, you know now. Some I know people take care just. Of it.
0: Some people just want to get one over on you. You know, some motherfuckers. <laughs> Are always trying to ice skate uphill. Kinda of reminds me of the song Some Motherfuckers. They're always trying to ice skate uphill. Ice skate up a hill. Some motherfuckers. They're always trying to ice skate uphill.
1: Ice skate up a hill. Blade was a good movie. <laughs> Now it's being remade. Eventually, <laughs> should we start the show? Uh, let's do
0: it. We got a lot to talk about. Welcome to, to Comic Con's the Geek Podcast. For the rest of us, don't take us seriously. Oh. Oh. I said too seriously, but <laughs> deliriously. Welcome to Comic-Cons, a geek podcast for the rest of us who are the rest of us. My name is Nick Stevens. I'm your host, but in a way, aren't we all? With me today is Jimmy Golden Cadillac Johnson. Thank you, sir, for being here. Thanks for having me. It's been a hell of a week already, and it ain't over yet. And you know. Whew, damn. Thank you for joining me midweek in week. the garage. It's, awesome. it's been a little hot. Mm-hmm. It's been a little murky.
1: We had some rain. So. You know, we had cool some, a, little a little bit of bit. rain,
0: cool off a little bit. And uh, I got to say, we got a lot to talk about tonight. You know, we, right. we decided to do a midweek guy again because I did a little half review. Not really, kind of like a, a reaction, if you will, mm-hmm. to the boys. Yeah. You know, you've seen the boys, I've seen the boys, and we're going to talk about the boys. But before I dive into that, okay? And before we dive in a little bit of a, you know, X-Men. I thought it would be good to uh, you know give out a little um, you know a little uh, you know a little uh, find my notes you uh, know you know just a little you know a little greetings a little salutations a little acknowledgements to the comic cons these the folks that have been listening to the show providing feedback I've got a couple of emails and some messages over the last couple of weeks I thought hey, I com- I compile I compiled them
1: combined and compiled I compiled. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I compiled them all together, compiled, compiled, tonight for the all two right. of us, you know? So, in essence, we're going to just say, you know, hola, ciao. Yeah. anyonce Aloha. Avida-zen. Aloha. Avida-zen. Mm. Oh, it was Avida-zen. That might be goodbye. Um, <laughs> Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. You know, so we're going to say all of that to everybody and just add some acknowledgements. First, a quick acknowledgement to, just a quick shout out to the Funko Savage World uh, toys because they sent me a beautifully carved, uh, handcrafted, uh, just painted to perfection in detail, lion figure. That's awesome. And they made them all. All their figures are kind of like a throwback to like the He-Man style, yeah. you know? And, uh, I mean, I don't know if you got a chance to really look at that, but, I mean, I posted on the Instagram some a like, couple days ago, and it's just so badass. I mean, his hair is blowing in the wind. You know, he's got the sword. he got the claw glove. That's so cool. He's got his whitey tighties and his blue onesie. <laughs> but if you were that big, it'd be okay to walk around yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Like carved out of marble and cut and sinew and there's no fat. Like his body fat's probably like what? Like 1%? I'd say less. Yeah. Like a, like a 0.5. <laughs> he's, he's lean, right? <laughs> he is. Now, would you wear blue boots like that if you were cut like that?
1: If I was cut like that. like It reminds me of um, 80s. Early '90s wrestlers. Mm. You know they'd cut, they'd have, but they'd always have them high boots and them leotards. That mane of hair, though. I know. Mm. Lion. Oh. Thunder, thunder!
0: I fucking love Thundercats. I've been saying for a long time. I can't wait for them to, to do a live action movie. I don't know if they ever will, but it's like been on my wish list, my Christmas wish list. I remember the fan,
1: um trailer that they made like years ago with yeah Lion, with Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt with Troy. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah, was and so then really cool. um.
0: Vin Diesel's Panthro. Yeah. 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 That was come shit. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Uh, but yeah, I wanna actually throw some acknowledgements mm, some acknowledgments out to the kamikons, the people who listen, the people who who dial in, the people who sign in, the people who go on our websites, who go on the Instagram, who go on the Facebook, who just or even just you know, re- rate and review us on yeah. our, on Spotify and and, and iTunes. And I guess there isn't a way to rate really, and review on Spotify, but on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I should say, because iTunes is like pretty much thing of the past nowadays. I think I think it's going away soon.
1: Is it really? Yeah,
0: I think they're like consolidating it, so it'll be Apple Music, oh, and Apple Podcasts, and Apple TV.
1: Instead, so like your Apple Music, you just find your library or right, right, right. right.
0: Gotcha. So. This is for you. This episode is going to be for you, the comic and we're going to start off with, uh, first off, on Facebook, movies that traumatize you when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that post? I do remember that post. Probably should have had it queued up or had you look it up on your guy for me. Of course, yeah. now i got to sign in. And that was
1: that was good, because um, you said with a GIF, right? Like is Yeah, respond
0: cool? with a GIF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people say GIF. Never been a fan of that. I always say GIF, because it's a G.
1: Yeah, because GIF would be like the peanut butter.
0: Right uh movies that traumatized you as a child now this could really run the gamut because there could be things that aren't even that scary that could have traumatized you as a kid you know mm-hmm. for example you know the raggedy Ann movie the animated movie terrifying to me as a kid really absolutely animated if you look that shit up now on youtube look up raggedy Ann the movie okay it's animated came out in the 80s absolutely horrifying absolutely hard there's a couple of dream sequences in there um it rivals it you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's it's not meant to be scary. It's supposed to be, like, a kid's movie, but it's it's bad. But there were a lot of kid's movies like that back in the day after Yeah, that.
1: I think they're, yeah. like, for me, it was um, Never Ending Story, not the whole movie, but just the wolf scene, like, in well, the rocket. It's funny you it's bring that just up. It's so scary.
0: Because I think somebody mentioned, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I think somebody mentioned um, Never Ending Story. So we got, like, a lot of hits on this one, actually. So I said, which movies traumatized you as the most as a kid? Respond with only gifts. Uh Kelly Beck posted Pet Cemetery. Okay. So she posted that cat, and I actually thought it was like the Cat's Eye, like that Stephen King short story movie. Do you remember that movie at all? It was like a series of short stories. I remember the title, the cat but I do the okay. movie. They were like, Yeah, that definitely wasn't Cat's Eye. But she was like, Oh yeah, Cat's Eye Too. Uh Dustin Ramirez. he did the ring. Hmm. hmm. I think I was like a teenager by the time the ring came out. Yeah. I, I, I think gonna it was say- that scary. Was he younger? Maybe he might have been younger. Yeah, this other guy I know posted a never-ending story. That's kind of funny.
1: Hmm.
0: This dude Josh. Oh, do you know that guy? I don't know.
1: Sounds like a nice guy.
0: <laughs> Sounds like any guy that would post never-ending story. So that traumatized him apparently as a kid. I could kind of see that. It was a it was kind of dark. Yeah,
1: like and, to and me, that I guess wolf. You the, know, the wolf was the scary thing. I don't think the movie itself was. It's just I really that I thought scene. those statues were terrifying. The with the wolf the with breathing. The the wolf is like, You go do this Yeah, mm. right. just just that whole sequence. You're like, oh, See, gosh. I grew up as a kid though, I used to
0: always hear that those voices going to sleep every night. So really? I guess like, I got used to it, you know, people <laughs> Oh, Nicholas, it's time for you to go to sleep and I'd be like, Oh, god damn it, Nicodemus, is that you again? It is me, Nicodemus, and you the next Nicholas uh <laughs> And moving on. And moving on. <laughs> we have, oh, Jennifer, my sweet, sweet, lovely, beautiful wife. She did Poltergeist. Of course she does the Poltergeist. They're back with a little girl on the screen. Yeah, you know? I've,
1: I've never seen Poltergeist, but I, mm. I got all the the references. I think the
0: sequel jacked me up more because they had that old guy. Okay. And old, elderly people, rather. I don't just want to say old people. Old people are terrifying. To me still, to this day.
1: They are. They you
0: know? I mean. The visit, come on.
1: I I was going to say The Visit when she's in the crawl space. Oh, Oh. dude. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to get
0: you. I'm going to get you. Oh, shit. I would (laughs) have
1: knocked her out. I would have knocked her out. I would have made it lighted there and just died.
0: Ben May hit us up with Ghostbusters, a little Ghostbusters action. Actually, I lied. That's definitely... I thought that was Sigourney Weaver opening the fridge. Let me just double check here. Is that... So he's probably going to be pissed. I thought it was Sigourney Weaver opening the fridge. I believe it's Joe Beth Williams opening the fridge in Poltergeist. So oh, okay. e- email us or just, you know, write in somehow, Ben, if, if we're wrong. You know, Comic-Con's podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Brandon Drake, Batman's barber himself. He posted Chucky. Okay. Traumatized him as a kid. Interesting. Okay. Kelly Kerr, love her post. She responded with Dumbo and Neverending story. Hmm. hmm. The Dumbo, the original Dumbo is kind of trippy if you've seen it. I don't yeah. know if you've seen it in a while. I haven't. In a I while. recently showed Zeph a lot of the old yeah. uh, Disney movies. Um, Pinocchio was another one of those ones Pinocchio? that was really creepy for me, especially the whale oh, scene. Oh, yeah. Dude, well, the, even they turned those kids into donkeys. That's terrifying.
1: Yeah. And I, I don't think I picked up on that darkness until later as a kid, but specifically that whale scene, I remember mm. just. Darkness.
0: Uh, the, the never-ending story scene she posted from the GIF was the, the horse sinking in the, the sludge. Oh, yeah. I remember being not traumatized. No, no. But, I dude, I was, that, so that, that, yeah. I was so sad. I was so sad. That was an sad. emotional scene. Yeah. And that damn turtle. Uh, nothing is coming. That's the second time this week I've mentioned nothing and that turtle. You know, <laughs> We got a lady at the moon base. She talks just like that every time. We'll have a big Is meeting. She really? Yeah, we have a big meeting. She'll be on speakerphone, you know, because she's not in our office, and it's just I nothing. You, killed. wow. Chris Haynes wrote. Uh, what did he put here? Freddy Krueger. All right. Sean Lemley put Poltergeist. <laughs> And Steve Olsen did The Gremlins. This looks like the scene where uh, Spike is actually in the kitchen right before. Do you hear what I hear? A song. That's, you know, yeah. record scratches and mom has to save the day. Rambo style with a kitchen knife and a blender.
1: Yeah, we just watched that movie with my kids at Christmas time.
0: Uh, to me, it's never been scary. I, I saw it as a little kid. I was never remotely scared from any of those movies. I thought they were fun.
1: I think so, too. That I wasn't scared of those. Now, I do remember a horror film that I was scared of. Um and that was Doctor Giggles. Mm. That movie's just creepy.
0: I've never seen Doctor Giggles. I know, I know that Durant from Darkman, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. But uh, he, yeah, I've like, never. He, just, I, he went. He went full ham.
1: Yeah, he was. It was just, but it was creepy because I remember my parents weren't home, and we watched it, and then we all ended up me, and my brother, which you know my brother, mm-hmm. um, me, him, and my cousin all ended up in my sister's bed. She's like, "Why don't y'all go to your own room?" We're like, "No, that's okay." That's all right. I'm just going
0: to hang out here. In the Mouth of Madness did that to me. Yeah. Oh god. But it was like late in the game. Like I was way too old to be terrified, but I was terrified. I was like 13 or 14 and I was scared shitless.
1: A mutual friend of ours showed me that um, in high school. Yeah. And so then I watched the game with my wife when we were married. And like, I think even now being out on your own in your own apartment, it was even more scary.
0: Oh yeah. So Yeah. Nobody to hold on to. (laughs) My wife. Oh yeah, that's true.
1: But she's trying to hold on to you, so you got to have the brave face. Yeah, exactly.
0: You got to have the brave (laughs) face. I'm
1: not scared.
0: (laughs) I just meant you couldn't suck on your mama's teats anymore. (laughs) So thank you guys, Comic Conzies. Love you guys for all your responses. That's the kind of shit I like to do. That's what this podcast is all about. Stoking those flames. And something else, too, because I want to talk about some comics real quick, too, before we dive into the boys and do an an in-depth review. Or maybe not so in-depth, depending on how much time we have. But, you know, whatever. Whatever flows. No, whatever flows. I reached out and I asked people what their favorite X-Men characters were. Okay. Because I, I want to talk about the X-Men a little bit. You and I did that X-Men episode last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of breezed through the movies. We didn't really touch on the comics that much. And you and I just recently started reading Jonathan Hickman's X-Men. Yeah. And it's a new, revamped, reset, reboot, basically, on the entire X-Men franchise, the entire X-Men universe. It's like they hit the reset button, and we're seeing old familiar characters, but some shit has fucking changed. We don't even know all the pieces yet. Yeah, but it's it's trippy. It's it's it's. And I'm
1: I'm glad you said that because I didn't know that it was like a a, a reboot. Mm-hmm. I just know we start reading the new series, but right. we, we're not. We just we're thrown in the middle of it's it. It's not the
0: X Men we grew up on. No, we're gonna see familiar characters and familiar outfits and uniforms, which by the way I love. And hint, nudge, nudge. But it's it's a whole new. Mm-hmm. World. Um, so I asked people, you know, just kind of you know pick their brains before we talked about it what their what some of their favorite characters were. Who is your favorite X-Men character? Which ones do you want to see on the big screen? Mm-hmm. Essentially asking kids like which ones they want to see join the MCU. And I posted on Instagram too. And Kelly Kerr said, I've always had a soft spot for Gambit. I love the New Orleans accent and his powers and loved his relationship with Rogue and the X-Men cartoons. Rogue and Gambit were my fave thing about that cartoon. I'd love for someone to translate that to film. And I said, I fucking love Gambit. I loved yeah. his miniseries.
1: I loved Gambit too, based off of that cartoon. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite characters.
0: Uncle Rico said Gambit too. He said he wants Gambit. And he said, uh, who did he say for Gambit? Where are they? Where are the drugs? Yes. They were in another citizen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, he didn't say Gambit. He said he, he put Gambit on, on there as well on the, uh, on the first post. But then on my post, he put Carl Urban Wolverine.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I could see that.
0: Yeah. And we're going to talk about Carl Urban because I love me some fucking Carl Urban. I love. I fucking love me some Carl Urban. So then I posted on Instagram like a collage of like Marvel Girl, Aurora, you know, Storm, uh, Psylocke, Jubilee, Rogue, and Kitty Pride. And I was like, who do you want to see in the MCU? And none of the people even gave shout outs to any of the women that I had on there. <laughs> but uh, Kobayashi Jedi, you know, our good friend uh, with from Vegas Ramblers, He said Cyclops, Gambit, The Wolverine, Rogue, Mr. Fantastic, Johnny Storm, The Thing, and motherfucking Omega Red. And Comic-Consies and fans of the show know how much I fucking love some Omega Red. I mean, do I love Omega Red or what? You do. I mean, I love Omega Red. So I'm all about that. Uh, Nerd Patrol said Magneto is always going to be at the top of my list. I would also like to see them do something with Gambit, Cable, or Bishop. Basically, give me anything from 90s animated series and I will be happy. I wholeheartedly agree. 100%. One hundred percent. So that's exciting, guys. Thanks for the feedback. I like it. I like it. I like it. I will tell you what, if you guys haven't read it yet, you should. It's out now in stores. House of X. It started last week. The other series that's running tandem in parallel to the House of X is called Powers of X, and that came out today. So they're going to alternate those releases every other week. And uh, I started dipping into Powers of X today. I didn't get to finish it because we, we okay, came over, you didn't. but. It's
1: it's pretty solid. It's pretty crazy. That final that final Magneto line, you'll like like the oh in House of X. Yeah, in the House of X. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was just one of those. Whoa.
0: Yeah, I mean, I read House of X last week online. I just picked up the actual copy today, and this book starts off with mutants being created, like coming out of some sort of like, like lava or mold or yeah. something like that, and basically Krakoa, the living island the, the mutant island has replicated himself across the globe or what it seems like mm-hmm. and xavier is standing and he's wearing his cerebro helmet but it's like a giant helmet covering his whole face, almost so his like, whole face. like a yeah, cyclops like
1: yeah cyclops like
0: a judge dread kind of thing going on with, yeah. <laughs> with like the eyes like the visor um and he's not his usual xavier self no wheelchair and they, when we see people, we see like Storm and a few other uh, mutants like planting other plants across the globe, other parts of Krakoa, and it takes us up to present day. And Magneto and Xavier are working alongside each other. Uh, they have these mem- uh, these members of government and military visiting, touring their facility. They're one of their one of their islands, or one of the one of the plant islands, or mm-hmm. and they can also like transport, you know, other mutants from. They can teleport. To different parts of Krakoa's islands yeah because there's like teleportation sta- stations inside each island
1: and um was a gene who says that you have to ask like to be polite like asking the island to right. transpor- transport you there and
0: she's and it's like she's in her old old like I want to say 60s like the green and yellow costume mm-hmm. Marvel girl costume Cyclops is back but he's not the old he's not the he's not the old 90s Cyclops even though he He's a much more stern and much more cynical cyclops yeah. and he's not having it. For example, mutants have complete, basically diplomatic immunity to yeah. ch- to certain charges. And if they're brought up on any kind of criminal charges, mutants want to take them in and, and have them charged their way and not, yeah. not...
1: It's like they're their own country and they exactly. can ex- expedite them they back. They have too.
0: their own sovereignty, mm-hmm. which is just... Not only is it clever and it hasn't, it hasn't really been done before, I mean, they kind of did the thing with Genosha in the 90s, but that turned out to be like a prison island for mutants to take their powers. This is like straight up like, no, we, this is the way we're living. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if like we're coexisting with you, but we're not adhering to any of your laws or
1: regulations.
0: And, and what do you think about Magneto's new costume with the all white? And,
1: I liked it because yeah. he's supposed to, in the, in the comic, he's the ambassador, right? Mm-hmm. For all of it. I think Charles is in charge. Charles in charge. Charles in charge. Um, He's in charge, but Magneto is the ambassador for it. Right. Also, kind of, it gives him more of that diplomatic kind of look to be a little bit more bright to appealing to them. And then, like I said, when he closes off that one line, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, you said it earlier. Um, I'm gonna read Uh-oh. it right here. Yeah, this is after the the members of parliament and government, I guess they would be UN members, mm-hmm. have have been revealed to be something else entirely. Magneto basically says. You see, I know how you humans love your symbolism almost as much as you love your religion. And I wanted you, I needed you to understand you have new gods now. And as he looks, he peers through his helmet as the sun's setting, you know? Yeah. And they're in Jerusalem. Like the specific actual part of the Krakoa Island that's where their station is actually in Jerusalem. So it couldn't even have... The symbolism itself is just like, bam! You know what I mean? And just that last panel, like you said, in that line. Like oh shit, it's kind of unclear where the motivations lie. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think, I don't think Xavier's up any good. No, and, I don't think I don't think he's our Xavier. Yeah, and
1: I, I sent that message to you that it seemed like him, Xavier, and Magneto are on the same level of like what they're right. thinking. When usually that's never the case. It's always they're they're at the opposite. Of, right, right, right. Um, you know, we're the future, Charles, and not them. They no longer matter. And so. Uh, and I'm searching for hope. I'll bring you
0: hope. I only ask one thing in return: don't get in my way. Sorry. No. That's too many, exactly too many. Too many times.
1: That's the perfect way to explain it, though. Is they're always the yin and the yang of each mm-hmm. other? Whereas now there is no They're, yin and they're the yang. a little bit of yanging.
0: There's some <laughs> mm-hmm. yanging together or yinging, whichever one you prefer. But they're on that side. They're not. They're not. They're not really rivals, it seems. No. But I like all the side characters, like the cuckoo. Uh, what are they? The cuckoo step, step, Stepford sisters, or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah those like three they're like it's like i think it's three of them and they were introducing grant morrison's run where they have telepathy what did would like to i don't i almost called them the cuckold sister <laughs> the kook the cuckoo sister i don't know i could look it up right now but i'm too lazy um <laughs> they're in there um, they brought cypher back from the dead cypher was a character that died in the 90s um he's in there uh, who else? We got to see, so of course, Sabretooth and Mystique and Toad. They were stealing something from the Baxter building. Mm-hmm. Um, the Fantastic Four tried to arrest him. That's when Cyclops showed up and said, diplomatic immunity. It's just been revoked. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, but Cyclops gave him some tongue lash and like, hey, he for years we've been getting swept under the rug and no one gave a shit about us and what do you think? You know, basically I'm paraphrasing, but
1: Nobody. Fantastic
0: Four was always like the group of heroes that everybody applauded for some reason, which is kind of funny, right? Like, they always got supported and, uh, and applauded because they came out into the, into the limelight. But mutants and X-Men have always been persecuted. Yet, you got the Thing who's who looks, you know, like a mutant. You have Reed Richards who looks like a mutant when he's stretching around. Yeah, his um, powers. Yeah, Johnny Storm, he's on fire. He's like walking around all on fire. You know what I mean? Like, you would think they would get the same kind of... But I guess because they're wearing the uniforms and they're like, no, we're a family and... Maybe they because they started off as humans, not mutants. Maybe that's what it is. Because they weren't born that way. Mm-hmm. Those muties are gross. They've had that born in them. It's a decision. It's, they're not born that way. They decided to be mutants. <laughs> Alternate agendas. Anyway. So what'd you, what'd, you rate? what'd you rate this first issue? As a guy who, you know, getting back into comics like myself.
1: I'd give it a 10. Like, yeah. I just, I felt yeah. like it was a very solid start to like, you want to dig in more.
0: Jonathan Hickman, man. And he would, and he plants, and he does this in some of his other comics. He'll break the panels up and the mm-hmm. stories up by just planting in like little backgrounds. Like, so he gives you a background on the, on the drugs that the Krakoa plant is has created. There's one to like extend human life. There's one to cure diseases. And he gives you like a little write-up on it. Like almost mm-hmm. like a textbook write-up in the middle of the comic book. And then even like a textbook write-up from Orcus, which is like a group of an amalgamation, I guess, of sword, shield, uh, aim, even Hydra. And they've all kind of teamed up together to be a human resistance towards the mutants. And they're not spelling it out right away, but there's, there's one panel in particular where it shows like a fucking Sentinel head, like in space that they've made. And uh, I don't know, maybe I'm giving too much away, but no, I think they're called Orcus or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's incredible. Like, just the level of texture and the level of depth in this book. But at the same time, it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't escape you. It doesn't go over your head. Mm-mm. You know, I, I fucking loved it. I did too. Go doing? out there. It's on shelves right now in any comic book store, or order it online. However, you get your comics, or even cosmology uh, Coxmology. Coxmology. Yeah, maybe that's a different app. Comicsology.
1: <laughs> ah. The
0: Freud was right. Um, but we're 30 minutes in. Maybe I should actually get us some, some meat and potatoes.
1: Yeah, different variants, too, in the um, Oh, yeah, covers. different variants. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess we should talk about some boys. Yeah, the boys. The boys, the boys, the dirty boys. It's what Jimmy came here to talk about. The boys, the boys, the dirty boys. Me and Jimmy gonna talk about the boys, the boys, the boys. Jimmy, what did you think about the boys?
1: Mind blown. Mind
0: blown. Right? Hadn't read the comic. Hadn't read the Didn't comic. Didn't know anything about it. Mm-mm. Your buddy hits you up and he goes, "Dude,
1: you gotta check out the show." Yeah, I remember we. What was the last movie we saw in theaters together? X-Men.
0: X-Men, yeah.
1: Um, Dark I remember Phoenix. they did the 30 minutes before, yeah. and you're like... With,
0: with Melissa Minuto. I was like, she takes it in the ass. Uncle Rico told me. Listen, Howard just turned the other day. She takes it in the ass. And you're like, I don't care about that, Nick. Anyway, back to you.
1: Uh, no, but there was a preview... um, like For the, the boys. 30, the 30 minutes before for the boys. And you're like, man they're messing this up because they were making it like any other superhero, the trailer. The trailer
0: was a bad trailer. They were dressing it up like it was like a regular superhero show. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I know, I knew the book, I knew the source material from my sister had got me into the book when I was, uh, when she was getting me into all the Garth and stuff after Preacher. And I remember being like, seeing that trailer with you and being like, man, it sucks because if you, if you don't know the background on it, you're not going to appreciate it. Yeah. Like, like it was, it was, like, it was almost like it was like too light. Mm-hmm. And then so I was like, when it dropped, I told you, I was like, you got to watch this show. And that first episode.
1: Yeah, that first five minutes. <sighs> man. That speedster and explosions and everything.
0: Before you get into it. Yeah. You're walking down the street. hmm Somebody sees you. They go, Jimmy? Jimmy Colton Cadillac Johnson? Yeah. And you're like, the one and only. And they I guess they recognize you because you had your guitar. And you're walking down the street with your guitar like you always do. And you're playing. And you're like, the boys, the boys, the dirty boy," And they're like, oh, I know that song.
1: You've seen The Boys. What's it about? (laughs) The Boys are about a corporation that has superheroes, and they're kind of corrupt. And they've turned superheroes not just into just regular heroes, but they've made a monopoly of heroes. Um, And as we delve further into the story, you find out that the heroes aren't really who you hope they'd be. They're all kind of corrupt. They're all kind of got their own issues kind of like Watchmen was where it exposed the Mm -hmm. darkness behind Mm -hmm. some of the heroes. Good pull, Um, good pull. And then we've got a group of vigilantes that have either been hurt or somebody that they know have been hurt by the superheroes. So they're very anti the heroes.
0: Exactly. And they have to basically put these heroes in check, Mm -hmm. but it's led by one guy in particular who is an unseemly hero an unlikely hero, uh, Mm, a re- um, what's that word i'm looking for not resentful not regretful a reluctant hero a reluctant hero. you know huey yeah he's just on he's just strolling down the street a mild-mannered dude with his girlfriend and all of a sudden a fucking dude just runs right through her and i don't mean like in a car i don't mean in a bus i don't mean she gets hit by a car i don't mean she gets run down by a uh, by an unsuspecting motorcyclist you know, I mean, a, a, a meta, a meta superpowered dude with superhuman speed runs through her and the way they do it, the way they shot it, the way they captured that. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I kind of knew it was coming because I read the comics, although the, although the death scene was mildly different. I think it was completely different, actually, in, in the books, if I remember correctly. But I just I knew something was going to happen to it. But the way they I didn't know they were going to actually show it. Mm-hmm. You know, and they showed like the blood and like slow motion and then like the hands. She was, he was holding onto her hands. And I was like, well, here we go. And then we and then we meet Billy Butcher played by Carl Urban, who again, i booking, fucking,
1: i love fucking. No! Carl Urban. Carl Urban was amazing. In Didn't those. he crush it in this?
0: Mm-hmm. And he's doing he plays Billy Butcher. Oh, man. And he basically tries to recruit Huey after all this. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of uses him. You he know? does. <laughs> but, he, uh, he's kind
1: of a user to his friends and his right. all the people that he talks to.
0: Now in the comics, they uh, they're all together, so they're all together when they recruit when they rec- recruit Huey. But in this sh- in the show, it appears that there might have already been some adventures with these guys, mm-hmm. and they're not exactly on good terms because as Huey begins to meet, you know, Billy, and Billy introduces him to the rest of the crew, like eventually Frenchie, and then Mother's Milk. Um, they're not exactly all copacetic with each other. No. So it's kind of it's, it's I like kind of liked how they did a little bit of a time jump with that and introduced these characters. It kind of made it a little bit more plausible that these characters would be like, "No, Billy Butcher's a psychopath. I don't want to work with him." Like he's got his own agenda and and you know, and why does he have his own agenda?
1: Um because he's missing his wife. Mhm. Um we don't know what happened to him. We don't know what happened to her. Right. Now the story in the co- uh, in the show of what I read online about the comics because mm-hmm. I didn't read it, you did, is a little bit different right. um, to what happens to her. But right. and he holds one of the high super superheroes like yeah, the, the leader. Seven. There's the, the seven. seven. Yeah, um, he holds mm-hmm. the leader of the seven responsible.
0: And who are the seven? Let's do, a, let's, do a, let's do a breakdown. Yeah, so the seven is like the Justice League. Imagine a real life Justice League, right? Mm-hmm. You got Homelander, who's a cross between Superman and Captain America. Yeah, he, he's wrapped he wears himself. The American flag. The American flag is a cape yeah uh the deep is your generic aquaman, aquaman which mm-hmm.
1: is hilarious more in him in a
0: little bit he's got his gills yeah uh mave queen Maeve. i guess she's like a generic wonder woman
1: i would yeah you know? I, would, I would think she's more of a wonder woman
0: now i wanted to ask you black noir is he supposed to be batman i guess because he kind of looks more like snake eyes but i guess he's because he's silent and he's dark and he kind of yeah i he, don't he's even just know like a martial artist we don't
1: even know what his we see him. Show he him. fights
0: the female at one point, but that's about it. You yeah. don't see that much other than that. Um, but he kind of reminded me of Batman a little, a little bit and Snake Eyes. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, from G.I. Joe,
0: right? Yeah, he, G.I. Joe, yep. Yeah.
1: Come on you, you now.
0: I knew it. You were trying to help the kids at home. I was. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> what, you mean uh, the guy from G.I. Joe or that Nicolas Cage movie?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that Nicolas Cage movie in theaters, though. You did? I did see Snake
0: I think I the saw Snake Eyes in theater, too, <laughs> with Gary Sinise.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: man. And Did you remember leaving the theater after that and being like, what the hell is this about? No. I remember it being really convoluted. Like, it didn't need, like, I didn't, I, I think to this day, I still don't know what that movie's about. Like, he works in a casino, I think.
1: Yeah, but it was a boxing match or something. Going oh, was on, it? Like, that they were betting you on. Had to like, he know.
0: had to stop a murder or something? Yeah, It was weird. weird. It was like Sudden Impact, but without the Hawking, and without the Van Damme, yeah. and without the Powers Booth. Mm-hmm. This is why this podcast is great because we, we always <laughs> manage to squeeze in somebody obscure like Powers Booth. You know, like you probably haven't heard that name all week, let alone in a year. And it's like Powers Booth.
1: I probably maybe in the last six months. Yeah. I feel like I've seen something with Powers Booth,
0: but I can't remember. Johnny Ringo. <laughs> Wait a minute, he didn't play Johnny Ringo. That was Michael Bean. Um, Michael Bean, another name from the past. Translucent translucent yeah translucent he is a thanks for bringing us back yeah translucent is a i guess
1: he's kind of like the invisible man but really i don't know what he yeah his
0: skin is like diamond and he can like phase out of the light reflects the light reflects the light yeah so he's invisible but he's like still there he's not like transparent Mm -hmm. um right off the bat like they they fuck with his character because he, he realizes it right he, he realizes right away from being a perv that he is hiding out in the women's bathroom, um, that uh, Huey, who I guess stumbled in the women's bathroom, um, was spying because he was like trying to plant a bug in the Seven's headquarters after Billy Butcher mm-hmm. basically rec- tried to recruit him to tell him to do that, you know, and using of course his girlfriend's re- death as a as a pivotal motivation to try to get him to do these things.
1: Yeah, because they they want to pay him off for, with forty five thousand. Mm -hmm. just to never talk about the incident about a girlfriend dying again
0: voight is the name of the industry the company Mm -hmm. that runs these superheroes or funds these superheroes they fund the superhero movies they they actually fund the real life crime fighting the fights like they pay for their fights to fight with people and to investigate criminals and
1: yeah people run their instagram exactly like i said it's a big monopoly that the way vault runs it
0: the the social media twist on it is perfect and it's perfect especially for today yeah and and I said, this, I said this on my reaction to it last, early in the week. They're coming. <laughs> uh, I, said, I said this in my reaction earlier. Okay. We get it. The cicadas. Are they cicadas?
1: I think that's a cricket. That's a cricket? I don't know. If you know. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> a comic-con
0: <laughs> podcast, you like, Come. What if we get some guy from, like, Arkansas, and he's just like, Actually, I believe that's the red spotted burrow. They're known to burrow in garages, and around 11 o'clock at night or so, they like to sound off their mating call, which sounds like a cricket, but is actually closer to the sound of the kikikikiki tribe, out of makalakahi, makalakalakaho.
1: I would send that guy a Comic Con shirt.
0: I would too, and a kiss. I'd actually put lipstick on, and I'd kiss the envelope and smear the lipstick off, and then pretend to be Steve Buscemi and lie back on the couch.
1: Cross the name off your list. Exactly. <laughs> my man. Still got it. Uh, I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, Something man. about the... <laughs> I'm so lost now.
0: But earlier, I had said something about my in my reaction. Oh, we were talking
1: about him using his girlfriend as... Right. Um, Planning the blood tra- translucent being in the bathroom perv.
0: Yeah, but I forgot what the hell I was going to say. I had a point. Because I said something earlier in the week about it. In my reaction video. Oh, yeah. My reaction video reaction. or my reaction podcast?
1: You did a reaction video. I know. I should have. This is me watching this. Whoa. That's what I felt like when we did the trailers for the comic why I know. So that's I why, I t- that up, that's like- why I
0: took them out. <laughs> I took them out. That's why it's like when I took them out and the final product came out, it was like, let's watch it now. Oh, wow. That was, what do you think? <laughs> it was like coming back from commercial break, you know, and like yeah. one of your favorite cartoon characters is like, about to get run over by a train and it's like dun 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 and
1: it fades out tune in next week to right. see if jimmy jumps the fence but
0: if you take the commercials out and then it just cuts right to that dun dun, dun 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 and there's always a little bit of repetition you know mm-hmm. You're like oh wait a minute he's had this long to get out of the way come on that train's not gonna hit him <laughs> what the hell was i gonna say it doesn't matter it doesn't matter although we get there we do get exposed to a new superhero who's actually good, who doesn't mm-hmm. who doesn't seem to be uh, corrupt. And to be fair, we don't know the full nature of everyone's corrupt, corrupt, corruption. Yeah. yeah. Other than A Train, who who's like a Flash, like a poor man's Flash. He uh, is, he, but
1: we don't even know that quite yet. When it's introduced, we just know that he's run. Well, run we kind of know he's fight. a scumbag, though, because but we know that he's a jerk about right.
0: Because he, his apologies seemed half-assed, and then when he finally meets him in person, he's even like. Yeah man, I'm sorry man. I don't even like like you know what I'm saying like. Yeah, and the
1: just... and the video that Billy uses to <laughs> get him convince um Huey to be part of it when he's kind of laughing about right. Running, he running shows through. him videos like, sw- in the club. I swallowed her tooth like a like a bug on the highway. Oh my god, yeah.
0: And they're in that club where all those guys are fucking and yeah. It's like there's like an uh, an Adam who jumps inside the woman's vagina. You know. Yeah. Like the Adam, like Ray Palmer yeah. himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, Which I thought was super awesome and creative. Like, wow, that's pretty phenomenal that they just did that, you know? And and it it was clever, but it was also, like, tasteful. Like, they didn't... That's pretty hard to say tasteful because this show is, like, over the top. But But it wasn't, like, as bad as people were kind of making it out to be in their reviews. Yeah, they weren't. The nudity wasn't that... That much, it wasn't like Game of Thrones nudity. No, um, season one.
1: <laughs> I was even thinking um, some of like the two. scenes that we see, like the the sex scenes that you see later on in the episodes, are very covered up. It's a lot more mad-ass, like, too. It's very TV, yeah. Um, sex scenes where you don't see the woman fully nude. Like right. you just get like that ten seconds where the people are floating in the um, in that club, like you're talking about um it's kind of like where the heroes go to unwind and live out their fantasies right right right, because they can
0: when did what was your first reaction to homelander when you realized how fucking corrupt and evil he was because we don't really see it until he downs that plane
1: the first time and you see him smile i feel like it was building though like I, i told you this um before we even started like the way that his makeup was put on like he just seemed like child molester-like, like oh, just, okay. just, the, just the way his face came off. like Interesting. So, and, I, and I don't mean that in a sense, but he, like you could just tell instantly that like something was wrong. Something with was wrong. Yeah. Um, like, when you even, look at a child molester and you go,
0: something's not right.
1: Because even before that, like where he's just staring at the picture, but yeah. he's actually seeing with his um, see-through eyes. And he's spying
0: on, uh, um, what's her name?
1: Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. Breast, breast pumping. Yeah. And you're like, and, that's kind of creepy. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, eh, something's wrong with this guy.
0: But I thought he looked kind of like Bradley Cooper and Jason Bateman, like, okay. mixed together. Did you get that vibe at all? If you, like, looked at him, like, he kind of had a Jason Bateman vibe, but, but then he kind of looked like Bradley Cooper. So it's kind of interesting. And then actually, uh, Uncle Rico messaged in and said that he thinks he could play, Anthony Starr as the actor, could play an awesome Joker. Okay. And I was like, that's interesting. That's really and, Like, his smile, he does a couple of those wide grin smiles in this show. Mm-hmm. Like, he's fucked. Like, he's a fucked up dude. Yeah. And you learn more about him as, as the show progresses. Um, like, we kind of think Billy Butcher is like the vagrant and like the extremist, but you realize he's just, he's like created out of circumstance. Yeah. And he's we, just
1: an angry guy that.
0: Exactly. I mean, his wife disappeared. We come to find out that Homelander, I called mm-hmm. him Highlander earlier, he can <laughs> only be one McLeod. Uh, <laughs> apparently, according to Billy Butcher, raped his wife mm-hmm. and then she disappeared so there were flashbacks but it was all very vague and it was all very quick and it looked like at some point like he knew about it and tried to like help her get through it but then she just disappeared yeah so um
1: do you think she was raped well they show that video mm-hmm. and they're in the closet for like three right. hours and she, she comes sees, out she comes out she doesn't it looks
0: like she just cheated on her husband
1: you know like they
0: like in other words like if he was like, I don't know, he's the homeland. This is kind of a sensitive topic. I don't want to offend anybody that's listening to no, this shit. No, I know what you mean. But it's like, you watch like The Accused with Jodie Foster and like that's obvious. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the obvious spectrum, end of the spectrum. And then you watch that scene that was surveillance footage or whatever. And not that I was like watching this like with, with intense scrutiny, but I was like, it could have gone either way. Yeah. The way they played it. Like it could have been she was like standing like that with like kind of quasi disheveled, but she wasn't crying. She seemed more like shocked or and it was like well did she get raped or did she just cheat on her husband? Like Yeah.
1: And and the fact that like she went in the closet with him or wherever whatever the thing is that they went into. I think it was an office or something. Yeah. yeah. And and like I said, I'm not saying that there's a specific look that somebody has for that. No, but you know, I know, I but know. But it's the same thing you said. It's just it didn't give off that same vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the comic books, when I read the backstory is she was like they say that she was. Right. Um and but you read the books. I, I only read just character. Well, I think I only
0: read like the first trade. Okay. So I don't know. I don't remember how far it got with his, with Billy Butcher's backstory. I think I only read like the first trade or so, but even in the first trade, like when they're quote unquote, trying to break in starlight, like all the seven with the exception, I think of Queen Maeve, they basically make her go down on all of them. Oh wow. And it's pretty graphic. Like they don't show it, but like they kind of, you get the idea. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas in this one, the deep tried to like basically do a Louis C.K. in front of her and then eventually co- you know, coerce her into give he him, giving, him head, yeah. giving her head, giving him head. Um, but she eventually turned it around on him, like hashtag me Toozy style. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And his character, like he's a slime ball, but I actually kind of get to like him a little bit towards the end of the show because he tries to help the dolphin and he fucks that up. He tries to help his lobster in the grocery store and he fucks that up. <laughs> Yeah. He tries to pick up a girl when he's in Ohio and she basically rapes him by like fingering his gills. Like he kind of gets some comeuppance back to him or gets that karma back to him. And he just can't seem to pull it together. And I think by the end of the, se- the, sh- the, the series, he just shaves himself and resigns. Like I think he's going to just jump in the water and just, I don't think we're going to see him again. Or if we do, I hope we see him. In...
1: Yeah, I didn't know what was going on there. Um...
0: I think he's just going to give up and go swim with the fish. Yeah, that's why he shaved his, his hair and.
1: Well, I figured that's why he was shaving like his chest and his legs because mm-hmm. I figured you know, he's gonna be, trying to be more water like and not right. be what everybody's called him to be like. He it's funny that
0: they all water. wear their, their they all wear their costumes like, like I only the all the time. I only saw Starlight out of her costume. Everybody else was in costume the entire time.
1: Yeah, but I think um, Homelander made reference to that where he said, "Oh, that's cute, your um, secret identity." He said, "I tried that before." Like he just.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. He hung it up. He yeah. kind of just hung it up and gave it yeah, up. On that's it. true.
1: Um, and so I guess maybe the rest have done that too because they've been in the light. Because I don't remember, but for some reason there was another seven and that person yeah. got fired or yeah. whatever. And that's where Starlight comes into it. Lamplighter. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I guess he was responsible for torching, I guess, Mallory's grandchildren, which we don't really get into that. She's like the CIA operative or ex-director or whatever that was like she's had, the one who uh,
1: recruited billy
0: yeah initially and like had i guess the first group of guys Frenchie and mother's milk to do crazy missions and some shit went south and i think that's even a little different from the, the comics i don't really recall emails comic cons podcast you know um but we're all over the place it doesn't matter yeah, what, no. was, what was your what did you like most about the show what was your who was your favorite character? Um. I think Huey was. Yeah. Um, I, he was great, wasn't he? Jack, uh, Jack Quaid. Quaid. Yeah, he's good. I didn't see him in anything else. But
1: I've never seen him in anything else either. And I think that's why that he was probably one of my favorites. Is I mean, I didn't see every, anybody else in anything else either besides Carl Urban. But it was the complexity of his character of a person who had lost the way. Right. But then began to find the light a little bit right. within that grief. Um, and even by the end of it, you can see that He's the yin to Billy's yang. You know, right. Totally. The way he wants to save people and even save um the friends that Billy's like, that's not part of the mission. Like he just right. Billy will write everybody off to complete the mission.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um who's yours? Well, first of all, I mean, I love Carl Urban. So mm-hmm. I love I love Bill. I love his portrayal of Billy Butcher. I kind of wish we got to see them do a little bit more badass shit, you know? Like yeah. I'm glad they killed off Translucent, but one of the things I love one of the things I love about the comic is that from the very get-go, they're fucking superheroes up. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't as much of that in this. I think they'll build to that and I think we'll get a lot more of that in season two. Um, but I just wanted to see more of that. Like I love the scene when they're in the hospital and he finds that super powered baby and he uses that baby to like oh, yeah. plow through like five random security guys with the laser eyes and shit like that shit was badass. And he puts the baby back in the crib and he's like, all right, lad. you did good today, lad. Keep your nose clean. Otherwise I'll be back for you. You know? Yeah. Uh, he was great. Uh, but also Homelander, man, he was, he might be the MVP just because he was so diabolical and he was, you know, just fucking ruthless. And I thought he was going to kill that baby. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, technically, didn't Billy Butcher yeah, almost kill the baby? I would assume he did. He did he save the baby at the end? Because at the end, first of all, there's this crazy relationship between Elizabeth Shue and and Highlander, Homelander. Homelander. And uh, you don't really get it. And you think at first like they're just having sex, but then it looks like, he's looking at her like a mother figure even though he's like she's nursing him too or letting him
1: yeah suck from the
0: teat and then and then he doesn't give a fuck about her he just eventually burns her fucking skull out with his laser eyes right um because he 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 just turns on her her.
1: um because i guess the doctor the person who started vault who's been retired, they come to visit and you find out a little bit more about Billy's wife and how she was pregnant and all of those things. And that's the
0: cliffhanger kids, by the way, spoiler alert. Uh, Billy's wife is not missing. She's fine. And she's, she got knocked up by the Homelander and she's raised his kid and he introduces him. He saves Billy, even though Billy tried to blow them all up with the baby, by the way, Mm -hmm. he said, Oh, fuck it. Boom, bam, flash, in the words of Buddy Hamilton. And then we wake up on the front yard of the backyard of some house, and there she is, comes out of the house. Homelander's like, Here she is. Oh, and by the way, here's this guy. And it's like a 10 year old boy, and his eyes light up like laser style, like Homelander. And Homelander's like, Here's, here's, and, and I'm your daddy. I'm your, I'm your, I'm your cats in the cradle <laughs> and the silver spoon, you know?
1: Yeah, and, and that was even a shock. I didn't see that coming at all. I didn't either because, Especially for a last episode. Two episodes ago, they said that the baby had tried to crawl its its way out, out. um, had died. Um, Had died almost
0: instantly. The mom was dead. In the
1: the blood of the mom. Now, the backstory of Billy that I read says that's what happened, is that Mm. she was raped by Homelander, and the baby tore her apart. Now, it didn't say anything about what happened to the baby and so to me maybe, maybe they that was too dark for comic, television they were following the comic books yeah but then all of a sudden they threw that plot twist where it just ended on a way like okay they better pick up for season two yeah <laughs> i mean well they
0: have they already did which is good that's news. awesome so we're gonna see a, a second season i mean they, i mean i just i don't know where they're really gonna take it but i'm hoping we do get a little bit more ass kickery and some more badass fighting yeah in this one i just like i love seeing a regular guy like billy butcher against all odds up against something like Homelander. I want to see that. One of my favorite scenes is that scene in that living room in the dark where Elizabeth Shue is strapped up with that C4 right before they, right before Billy blows everybody to bits, or tries to anyway. Um, and Billy Butch, I mean, and Homelander, he can sense your heartbeat, your heart rate. He even calls uh, Huey out on it in one scene. He's like, your blood pressure is 150 over 90. What, are you scared, you know? And he's shaking his hand. He can, he can sense all that. And when he's with Billy Butcher alone in that dark, and Billy, but the light is just hitting his face perfectly. He's just scowling at Hyde Homelander, and Homelander goes, most people are afraid of me, terrified. And don't get me wrong, your heart's racing right now, but it's anger. I respect that. And he's like genuinely impressed mm-hmm. that this regular dude, this human being with no meta powers, no superpowers, is just staring him the fuck down. And like, he's got his hand on the trigger, yeah. And that like that scene just gave me goosebumps. you know what I mean? like,
1: oh, and it and it was, but the I think his biggest flaw, Billy's only flaw, really, I mean, he could have other flaws to sure, look at, but the big thing is probably quite a few. He's very absolute. <laughs> yeah. all soups are bad.
0: everything's black and white.
1: yeah, all soups are bad. There's not a good one. Right. Whereas we learned that starlight is really just yeah, she's the innocent, really good, right? Um person, she had a heart. She looked up to these soups just as much mm-hmm. as anybody else did. And all that was crushed for her. All
0: was crushed, especially when they all find out that they weren't God's chosen, that they were actually mm-hmm. developed in a lab with compound V, you know what I mean? Which is basically like Venom.
1: Yeah, it is. <laughs> for Bane. And, um, and I wonder how this story will go because, like I said, that one little website I went to that read up on it and background, it says that Billy and the boys... Have Compound V, and so they had they had superhuman strength. Yeah, in so the comics, they,
0: they 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 get juiced up on some of the stuff, so they can go toe to toe with some of these guys. Okay, um, and they kind of get in that into that with the female played by Karen Fukuhara She's mm-hmm. from Suicide Squad. She play Katana, I think, in oh, Suicide okay. Squad. Um, so she plays the Asian superheroine, if you will. She's juiced up on. It. She's kind of like a, an Asian women version of Weapon X, basically, because mm-hmm. they find her locked up in like a a drug cage or cartel cage, you know what I mean? And she's been juiced up with the stuff and she's like ripping people's eyes out and shit, you know?
1: Because they're creating not only superheroes, they're trying to create super They're trying villains. to get,
0: create villains. And she was taken away from her crib with her brother and, at a young age and, and, and somehow subplanted into a terrorist network against her will. Um, so she's probably learned some crazy impressive skills, but she there's obviously a lot more to her and a mm-hmm. lot more humanity in that fucking cricket. Like, is it, is it, are we serious here? Like, we're trying to do a podcast. (laughs) Like, that thing is no joke. (laughs) I mean, damn, that's. Is it mating season? I guess, I don't I I guess they're not, I don't know if that's picking, I guess it's not really picking up on the mics too bad. Okay. Um, yeah, what'd you think about her character? I liked her character. Yeah, me too. I Um, love the relationship between her and and Frenchie. Frenchie. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and the fact that she um broke the mesmerizer's hand. Yeah, I yeah. Think his name now. Oh, dude, Joel. mesmer. Yeah.
0: Um, um, I see
1: dead people. Yeah, Haley. Haley jo Joe Osmond. He's mm-hmm. great in this too. He is just. It's an introduction of like not seeing him in anything, and then all. I love
0: stuff. that too. Like these washed up superheroes. I should say these B list superheroes that were maybe once something when they were started out young or now like just that they're these heroes that never made it to the seven, the famed uh, justice league would be justice league. And so as a kid, he was on like a show, like a crime show where he could read people's minds. And now he's at a comic book convention as a superhero, just giving, signing people's autographs, yeah. you know, but he's a flawed man. He's separated from his daughter. You know, I guess he used to have drug problems cause they asked him if he was clean. I mean, this is a very real look. And mm-hmm. what would happen to these people, they would become damaged just like regular human beings. They're not, they're not immune to the regular uh, woes or afflictions or addictions that regular humans would have. You know what I mean? They're, they're still people. They're still human beings.
1: Yeah, and it, and it explores that more into it. And I thought um, producer-wise and creator-wise, and he directed the um, final episode I thought was really cool, Eric um, Kripke. Oh yeah, what what else did he do? he did the first five seasons of Supernatural. Oh interesting. Um, Because he had always meant for it to be a five season thing. So like after five seasons he kind of bowed out, but they continued on the story. Now they're finishing the fifteenth season. Yeah, They did like a lot, yeah. I was about Um, to say. They're getting ready to call it quits, though. Call it quits, hang up their hats. Um even though somebody had did some people people love that show. Yeah, some, some people have done a fan art with um I think it's Jensen Ackles. Um, as Cyclops. As Cyclops. Oh, okay. As New Cyclops. Oh, that's okay. pretty cool because yeah. he played Red Hood and Batman Under the Red Hood. Okay, okay. Um, he played the voice um, Jensen Ackles did and so this year at like Halloween... He actually had a red hood costume on it was pretty cool because i'd love oh, to see him. you know like, what
0: i did see that and so, but i but i didn't know the guy because i didn't watch the show but i remember i know what you're yeah, talking he's about from, he like she like dressed up as, as red hood for halloween like posted on social media and mm-hmm. people like lost their shit because he looked really good
1: yeah and i mean he's the guy who played the voice but he's also in the supernatural he's one of the yeah brothers, yeah, yeah. So. yeah people love that show man they swear by it yeah it's, i think it's this might good i probably didn't watch it this last season but oh
0: okay it's all on netflix though right mm-hmm um it's interesting this came on Amazon Prime I felt like this would have been uh, I thought this would have been something that we would have seen on, on like HBO or something like that um, but I'm glad it's got a second season and I'm stoked to see what they do next you know I mean I love all the, I love the portrayal of all the characters Mother's milk Frenchie mm-hmm. the female especially Billy Butcher all the heroes are great another scene just real quick that plane scene man where uh, oh, yeah. the other plane scene with Maeve, when they basically stop the terrorists from hijacking the plane, but Homelander being reckless and crazy like he is blasts through a guy with his laser eyes and fucking fucks up the pilot in the cockpit. And this plane starts taking a dive yeah, and
1: kills all the instruments. Yeah, it
0: kills all the instruments. And I guess we either, either he's fucking with us or they just destroy a trope out of all superhero movies. When Mave asked him like, well, can't you just get underneath the plane and lower it? And he was like, hold the plane up. No, the plane would go tits over. Yeah, Cause he's like, what
1: am I going to step on? What like? am I going to step on? Yeah.
0: Um, and I, I, never th- I never thought about that before. So either he's being a dick and full of shit because he doesn't want to do it, or that's an, actually a very interesting look at something yeah. like that. You know, we always see someone like Superman like lowering something like that, but he's like, no, it would the weight of it would just go over itself. So. And then she's like, well, take everybody down one at a time. He's like, and come back up 123 times? No way. Like, again, is he being a dick or is he like serious about the impracticality of that? Yeah, And I mean, Iron Man took fucking... Twenty people and did like yeah, a, but
1: that was the magnetic like, and he made everybody jump at one time. Whereas yeah. this would be different. Yeah, I guess. You but could. if he's got superhuman strength, the, couldn't he just have them hold them all? Yeah, they all jump. But I'm
0: saying them. if if Iron Man did like twelve people, yeah, you can't you can't do twelve people. Yeah, 12, but then his whole thing is like, no, there's going to be survivors, and they're going to see they're going to see what would happen here tonight, and they're going to know what happened. Isn't that why he doesn't even save the girls? Yeah. Which is so fuck.
1: Save, save the mom and the daughter. Yeah. Like the only kid on the plane. Right. Yeah. I love it. And so he's like, no. And maybe like, and oh, when the they're kids. starting to
0: panic, he's like, get the fuck back! I will burn you! I will burn you, motherfucker! Like that shit fucking fucked me up too.
1: He was like, he went hard, you know. Yeah. I was like, God, he's evil as fuck. He's he so is. fucked. Like he's in it for the glory. Of like, but it's so weird because when he comes, I think in, he did
0: it on purpose so he could use it, like he did on the beach to show them, to show Congress that he that superheroes need to be in the military and to use it from a political yeah. angle. I think he planned the whole thing like that.
1: Because I mean that's that's the subplot of the story is they want to get the right. soups into the military. The military
0: well the soups want to be Voigt wants to put the mil, the soups in the military because then they basically get to do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, it's like get, a
1: military contract. And exactly.
0: And then of course Congress is like, No, we need some oversight, which rightfully so.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: but I mean yeah it's I mean there's so many textures to this thing. There's so many layers. It is
1: like an onion. Just so
0: yeah, just so many layers. Peel it back. Casting is great. Storytelling is great.
1: Yeah, I don't see a lot. I've never it's called out a it work of good, that, isn't it? I would say it's called out of work. It's
0: called out of work good. Like I could stay home all week from work. <laughs> well, not all week, maybe a day yeah. and I mean, watch it's, this. It's eight episodes. It's, it's shorts, eight great. hours. It's a work day.
1: It is. It's a work day. It's so a work you're day. like, hey, I'm sick tomorrow. I'm going to go ahead and watch this.
0: If you have a moon based job where you can kind of afford to like take a couple hours here and there to kind of just you know, let some of that data entry slide a little bit while you zone out and watch a little bit of some superhero magic. Um, I would say watch this. Actually, scratch that flip and reverse it. Maybe not at work. It might not be safe for work. There's some stuff in here, including a superhero chick who like squishes a man's face when he's oh, trying, when she's trying to get a rim job action. You know what I mean? I mean, when a woman tells you to eat her ass, look, don't be shy. Don't be coy, especially with this chick. Popclaw was uh, not, not hard on the eyes, so to speak. However, when she's juiced up on that compound V, you might want to look the other way and go and go another <laughs> route. You know what I mean?
1: Especially if you're the landlord.
0: I mean, she smooshed his face, like like exploded. broke like broke his skull, like his skull, like that shit.
1: Remember Halloween, where like uh, Michael Myers stomps? Yeah, the, the like in the uh,
0: the white zombie version.
1: No, because uh, the new he,
0: one. The new one, because even in the white zombie version, he like he, doesn't he crush Danny Trejo's face with his foot?
1: Probably. Yeah. I was thinking of the new one where um, the doctor who had saved him the whole time. Oh, like that's right! right Outside of yeah, the yeah, house, yeah, where he yeah, just yeah. stomps oh, his face dude. like a pumpkin, and it just explodes. That's exactly that was what a this pump. Guy. That was a pumpkin explosion.
0: That's exactly the perfect way to put it. Like <laughs> the brains and everything came out like pumpkin mm-hmm. seed. Oh. yeah. Call it a work. Good. Call it a what work. a good what a good show. <laughs> Man, anything else to add?
1: No. Check it out. It's Check good. out the boys. It's good. You're, You're gonna, gonna
0: like. It. We, I wanted to talk about it and give a little bit more fan service to it. Because I felt like my initial reaction wasn't enough. It was like you know, there was so much other things I wanted to say about it. You know, I think it's, it's it's a cure for superhero fatigue. If anybody's kind of tired of watching a regular superhero movie or an MCU movie, watch this show. It'll scratch that itch. Yeah, and it's, I, it's completely different from any other superhero shit out there.
1: I think a lot of the ones that um, and go
0: check out the comics too. The comics are good
1: that we've talked about recently or not even talked about like, but just texted about like um, Deadly Class and certain ones. Right, right, were, right, right, right. They're outside of those realms of superhero. Right. But they're comic book films and they're still, or shows are really good. I hated that that got canceled, but hopefully somebody will pick it up.
0: Well, that reminds me of another book, uh, Nemesis by Mark Miller and illustrated by Steve McNiven. Mm-hmm. Nemesis is basically, the premise is basically a world in which Batman was not good, but evil, like pure evil. So okay. imagine a guy like a regular guy, but like extremely smart, extremely rich, uh, martial artist, proficient with all weaponry and basically like the batman but evil um and the, and it's like a short it's like a one-off book and i had the i had the i had the graphic novel and uh this was this i'm thinking of it now just because it's not a i don't know if it was image or idk that released it but um it's not your. it's not your stereotypical superhero story yeah it's basically i mean it's it's raw it's violent he kills and slaughters innocent people left and right. He exploits and blackmails people like in the worst ways. Like he is diabolical. Like he is the quintessential like diabolical, just dastardly villain. I don't know why I didn't put him on my villains list. <laughs> um, but the book is great. It'd be really cool if they could do that into a movie or show. And I, and I was thinking about it because Uncle Rico was like, I want to see something where, that just focuses on the villains, that just shows us from the villains perspective. And then I was like, make a mind? But then... <laughs> yeah but then i was like this got your boy brad pitt but then i was like no actually you should check out nemesis he's like well i'm not gonna read that comic because it took me three months just to read the dark knight returns but i let him borrow that okay um but anyway that being said like stuff like that and the boys this stuff is out there and it's not like marvel it's not dc it's not your stereotypical story with a character you might know it's great creative original storytelling that's just refreshing in a mm-hmm. world when there's so much of it you know what i mean
1: there is and we just, I think people draw to the heroes more than they do some of that. They do. That crazy stuff. And like, sometimes
0: it can be a little too dark. Yeah. Like, I do like light. I don't, you know, we don't need to be dark, dark all the time, you know?
1: And not everything always fits everybody. We, we've talked right. about this with, like, the show Happy. Like, I like a, liked it and it was just a little bit too off for you. Like, I okay.
0: love the comic. And for some reason, when I tried to get into the show, I thought, I got a vibe from the show that the show was, like, trying really hard to, like, really offend me. <laughs> and, like, I'm not easily offended by any stretch. But I was like, okay, I get it. Like, it's re- this is really fun. Like they dump. were just trying to go out there. Like it was really heavy handed. Yeah. Whereas Deadly Class, I thought, even though I didn't finish the season, I thought it was like a really great start to a really great comic book. Also mm-hmm. another great book written by Rick Remender. I don't know who drew it, but it's awesome artwork. Um, I, did you ever... like, I like the artwork. I've only got the volume one that i am read. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I got to get you those other volumes. Yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah, that's another good book out there too.
1: And I got to check out the rest of that show. Swamp Thing ends this Friday.
0: I know. I'm almost all caught up. I'm like two away,
1: and that's sad. That it's a series finale because it's been a pretty,
0: it's been pretty good. Show. Although I, the last two, I had to, I found myself fast forwarding a little bit because they they kind of dragged with some of the other yeah, the, side characters. And I'm like, I just want to see Swamp Thing fucking some people up, guys. Yeah, Come the, on.
1: The last couple probably did drag a little bit more, but he got to mess some uh, dudes up in the
0: swamp in the episode I just finished.
1: Yeah, it. The bad thing is, it's such a. How do I put it? Um, same thing. The way season Punisher season one and season two, or even though mm-hmm. you see him do a lot of stuff, right? It was more of an origins building, right? And then you cancel it, like to see where he right. comes from there, because like right. you know at the end of um, Punisher season two, when he's like in that warehouse, right? Y'all should be afraid of me, and then just right, unloads. Right. Like okay, cool. You'd like to see where that's going to go, but then like no, Netflix has been canceled. I know it's everything. a shame and so but hopefully maybe disney plus or
0: i think season one of punisher was, for me was better than season two um in a lot of ways i don't mm-hmm. know i mean that that jail fight scene dude oh yeah i mean jesus christ i think that was it no was that oh no that was that daredevil
1: that might be daredevil, daredevil. season three like daredevil that, uh, that, season that.
0: two with uh when he did that was i think that was with kingpin i think that was daredevil season two
1: that was season three what? when he's in the
0: hallway and he fucks up all those dudes in the prison.
1: That was season three, yeah. Because remember when he he goes to he goes to visit the prison to talk to somebody who
0: No, 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 no. Daredevil in the prison scene fighting people up was in season three. But Punisher in the prison fucking people oh, yeah, up, yeah, yeah. I think was in season two. Two of, of Daredevil. Daredevil. And yeah. that was badass. And I wanted to see that. Like. And the thing with Swamp Thing.
1: And Daredevil had some
0: good like fights in the prison. Daredevil had prisons. some great. Like, I, was, I loved all three seasons of Daredevil. I yeah. think that was the best Netflix hero show. And I, agree. I think these other shows, because they're so long, there's no commercials, and they're an hour long each, like, they drag because they fill up all this stuff in there, and, like, there's no commercials break. Like, they they all probably be about 45 minutes long. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, to kind of get that. Because even these Swamp thing shows, like, each episode should really just be him fighting a new weird thing in the swamp. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, you can have overarching things, but it should be, like, how... The old Star Trek series was like, okay, this episode, we're going to find, this is going to be this thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it should be every it's, week. It's
1: building the origins. They did the same thing with um, Doom yeah. Patrol, which, as we talked about, you could have probably combined some of those characters' backstories and not did a 15-episode right. season, maybe a 10-episode se- um, season to do it. Now you get kind of, you anticipate for the second season, okay, let's be more fast-paced. Right. And- like, what they're doing. And that's why I think you would like Supernatural, um, if you ever checked it out, is because they have an overall story arc for right. all 23 episodes. But each episode also has its own subplot that they're dealing with. Like okay. So, you know, they're, like, fighting things in the swamp, but there is also a bigger I might
0: get around to it picture. at
1: some point. You don't have to, but I was just saying... That's how I think. My sisters, sh-
0: my sisters loved it. It was always like a, Jesus, it was always like a guilty pleasure for them. Um, and I appreciate the, I appreciate the premise of it. I like mm-hmm. the premise of the. I like the idea of them fighting a new bad guy or a new thing each week or each episode. Yeah, you know and, what I mean? that, and and that's that's why I like the Flash with a weekly baddie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even though it takes them 25 episodes to kill their main guy.
1: Yeah, but it's still it's still, it's still the long story arc right. that they're fighting towards. But, but you have the we might dad. get King Shark and then we might yeah. get Gorilla Grodd and yeah, I like that. That's what I like. And I think that keeps. Viewers coming back and interested to it.
0: It's like the comic books. Same thing with comics, Mm -hmm. you know? Anyway, imagine reading Batman comics and like he's still like 25 issues in and he he just finally beat the guy. You know what I mean? Like, no, you have to introduce new people, new bad guys for for him to fight and have some closure. I don't want to have like a long drawn out thing. I can't watch a whole season of Rick Grimes like still running from Negan. You know what I mean? Like I need Negan... Or at least some of his guys, his main guys, to get it halfway through the season. You know what I mean? I need that closure. And they do. You know, I need to get my rocks off.
1: <laughs> I can't wait
0: whole two new seasons and then wait like a that's why. That's why I gave up on that show. I just can't. Anyway, we got an email from uh, Christopher Newton. Uh, wanted to know what our new... Uh, what will... Uh, what will uh, oh, if we'll post a schedule of our movies... Like, I guess a list of our movies, because I guess he wanted he wanted to know what movies would be coming yeah. up. You know what I'm saying? And I hadn't, I don't think I've ever done that before. I mean, I've shared with you guys sometimes internally, yeah. like, oh, we're going to do this, this and And I do have like movies lined up all the way up to
1: November. And I think sometimes it's hard because, you know, we were going to do one. Yeah. Um, yeah. TMNT 2 just scheduling oh, yeah. like, never worked out. We talked about so it. So it's we got hard away when you post it. something like that and then somebody's like, hey, you guys never did this movie. Right. Right. Um, and so sometimes and
0: especially when new movies come out or like a new show like this drops and we like you know
1: yeah or you you can only get halfway through a film and you're like we should have never post but that's
0: not a bad idea you know we should you know we can get into that you know mm-hmm. um speaking of upcoming movies
1: now i think it would be cool um maybe even with his thing is if you know say monday whenever then the new cast released and you post it and post out there say hey to get the comic con more involved. What did you think about this? Cause right. this is going to be the next movie that we're talking about. Like, and that's
0: what I try to do more now. I try yeah. to like, like when I know we're going to talk about it, I try like the day of to like post some shit about and that's it. That's cool. Cause you know it know really I mean? so does get, get some, some people engaged and we started doing the live thing. And I think that helps too, but I don't know. I might, I might do that. I might post a schedule and that way people kind of, that also kind of helps. Like the guests aren't always lined up like the Mm-mm. guests. It's always just like, I hit like a friend up the week. i be like, Hey, you doing anything this week? <laughs> Every now and then when I'm actually on top of my shit, I'll reach out like two weeks in advance and be like, hey, are you good on this date to do this? Um, And you and I are getting ready to do some stuff this weekend. Yeah. In fact, I got three podcasts this weekend trying to bankroll some episodes. So we're recording Friday night. We're going to be doing Mm -hmm. some shit. I'm doing Army of Darkness this weekend. uh, That'll be going up this month. And then I'm also doing uh, Conan the Barbarian. Okay. So that'll be going up later in August. So I try to give people a heads up if it comes down the line. But then again, anything that happens. Yeah, and if somebody could cancel, I'm excited like, about Army of Darkness. Yeah, should be a good one. Um, I posted on Facebook and I asked people what movies they would want to see. If there was any pics they wanted to, I try to do that every now and then. And uh, like they'd like to hear you talk about, or yeah. So um, I actually even used Army of Darkness picture with <laughs> Bruce Campbell. I'm listening uh stequels said uh, what about universal soldier and also wanted and the losers those are two comic book adaptations that were turned into movies yeah i like both those movies actually i don't think i've ever seen the wanted i loved the comic and i never that's another mark miller comic or mark miller comic and i never finished it
1: um i've got actually a special edition big classic. you have it on your on your list yeah because i
0: think i added it to my watch list
1: yeah wanted is on there and so is losers okay
0: so we're definitely gonna do wanted um and then patrick john o'brien he uh he said would you guys i really wish you guys would do dark now i talked to him i think today and he clarified it's dark that's the series on netflix and at first at first when i read it i was like dark i I thought he said dark city i remember i remember that old keith or sutherland um movie where like the guy wakes up and he's in this weird city and it's all dark and weird hunchback bald guys are like secretly putting everybody to sleep every night. Jennifer Connelly's in the mix. Hmm. It's good. It's good. And I, I got, I got super excited and then I was like, Oh, he's referring to that German show on, <laughs> on Netflix. Um, but we could totally do it. It might take me a little while to get through it. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff to do it, but I'm totally down. Ben may put sorcerer. He's been on a one man campaign for a long time to put sorcerer on the map. Ben, I don't know if it's gonna happen, man. I, I watched the trailer. I, I've read the Wikipedia, dude. I don't, I don't know. And the last time we watched the movie together was Cemetery Man, and that shit, like, I struggled through that. Like, I struggled hard and long <laughs> and hard. But, but I'm not opposed to it either. You know, we could do it. And, and Ben, I'd love to have you on the show again to talk about it. So, so those are the picks people said. You know, Universal Soldier, Losers, Wanted, Sorcerer, and Dark. So. Dark. Some of those might make a list, some of them might not. But in terms of posting a schedule, I don't know. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Maybe mm-hmm. we should do that and then people would be like inclined to like, oh I'm gonna tune in on this date or Yeah. Or, and things we could always say things are subject to change, you know? Like my libido.
1: <laughs> Depending on the
0: nate. Uh, and Lung Tran, I think I'm saying that name right, from Singapore. She wants to know what our favorite what are our favorite friendships. But I don't know I don't know if she meant comics, movies um yeah like it, i don't know if she means like us like her <laughs> i don't know if it's like yeah. a language barrier thing or uh but they i mean i'm not you know
1: no i know what you mean like is it what's a what's the best friendship on the podcast? what's the best
0: friendship on the podcast what is the best friendship on the podcast
1: um i'm gonna go with you and pal I mean, there's a love connect. There. I think we got a good connect. We do have a good connect as well. We do. We um, write songs
0: on this motherfucker.
1: We do. We have fun with that.
0: Especially when you you and me and Pow get on here, all three of us. That's it's gonna a be good fun. trifecta. I know. Um,
1: We need to get us all in the garage, too, not just on the phone. Oh, like, I know.
0: I know the phone guy. It's always weird when we have a threesome on a one-person phone, you know?
1: And the cricket didn't even start out, so. I know. Come on. <laughs> uh,
0: it's getting late, so we should probably wrap it up. Uh, comics. Best friendships in comics? What do you think? If we had to spitball that.
1: Oh, that's hard. Right? Um, I mean, there's the always... Wonder Twins. I
0: mean, the Wonder Twins. I was going to say, activate! Uh, there's <laughs> always Batman and Superman. They have a great friendship.
1: Sort of. There's more of... I don't know if a friendship is you more a... You don't think of the a friendship? More of, as more of a mentorship. I mean, he was in the wedding. Um, he's in the wedding... But I see him more as a son. What about Scott Summers and Wolverine? Are they friends? <laughs> They're not friends. They're uh, not friends? No, they just kind of work friends. together. Um, Joker and Batman. They're probably more friends than Joker, Batman, and Robin are. Really? I, I, like I said, I, I see them more as like a father-son. Batman and Robin are kind of... Batman and Nightwing, maybe. Well, I see them more of like a son. Because, I mean, there's that one comic where like Batman's talking about that his his ultimate goal was always to hand things over to Dick. But he doesn't think Dick wants Oh, him, like. I know.
0: Bruce Wayne and, and Alfred...
1: Yeah, that would probably be a good friendship.
0: Like I actually read that wedding issue like right before they were getting married or whatever with Catwoman and Batman.
1: Yeah, I saw that it's on the DC Universe. I have to go back and read and, it. Because um, I stopped collecting.
0: There's I- a really sentimental, good. there's a really good sentimental moment between Alfred and Bruce. Because Bruce really never gets sentimental with him. Mm-hmm. And the, just the one scene where he kind of does and it, it kind of made me clench, clench up a little bit. You know, it was good.
1: It was good. Yeah, I think it's it's not even heroes. It has to be... Heroes and the people that they can talk to outside right. of that right 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 that friendship right. bond.
0: It's kind of like Superman and crypto, you know the dog. Yeah. <clears throat> I love witnessing friendships from people I don't even know, like bonds between diverse groups of people. Yeah. You know? um, like the old army guy at the train station, you know, and the and the nerdy long haired disc golf Grateful Dead guys. Probably stereotyping. Um, but what if the old guy was like a cross dresser and like, no, okay, just kidding. No, but there's an old guy and he's in, and he's just, he's, I mean, he's barely moving, but mm-hmm. he's still going to work every day. I see him, you know, he's like an old guy. And when I say old, I mean, he's old, but he walks and like, he's got the lines and like the build of a guy who probably worked at a steel mill for a long time. And like mm-hmm. then he just ended up doing something else entirely. But then this other guy who doesn't even look like he should even be in a circle waits with him at the end of the train every day and, like, kind of walks with him to the office and make sure he gets down the stairs. And that front, like, seeing that is is very touching to me. I like seeing shit like that. Like, people that you don't even really know, you try to, like, put them, their lives together. Like, oh, mm, what's their story, you know? So I wonder if people wondered that about us when we're on the podcast. Like, oh, I wonder what these guys are like in real life, you know? Maybe, okay. they, maybe he picks up, a, one, one guy might pick up a guitar, for example, mm-hmm. and the other guy might just start, you know, Singing. coming up with some things that, to sing about, you know? Like, somebody might say, hey, you know, uh, whatever we said, you know, at the end of the day, you know, don't take us seriously because it's just fiction, right?
1: It's just fiction,
0: you know? I mean, and then you look into another man's eyes and you go, I'm so glad I know you and I'm glad you know me too. Like I tried to find the note there. Was yeah, like,
1: good. I like that. <laughs>
0: Whatever we said, whatever we did, don't take us seriously. Cause it's just fiction. It's just fiction. It's just fiction. It's just fiction. fiction. I hope you enjoyed this show. Talking about comic books, talking about masturbation too. Damn, I forgot to talk about masturbation too. I always try to slip in a dick joke. At least a slip it tricky dicky. Sippy dippy dicky dicky. Tricky dicky, dicky, dicky licky sicky. Ficky nucky. Nucky nucky. Tooky cookie. Lucky pooky. I
1: had to slip it in. You know. Hour and 20. <laughs> F4 play. Slip it in.
0: No, hey, he said it this time, he <laughs> broke character, a oh, Jimmy never gets that filthy, cause he doesn't let the hair down, but he's growing it out, he dyed it blonde, he might have a midlife crisis soon, we are having a midlife crisis, I almost spent $150 on a Batwoman statue today, it's true. I had such a good time with baby Zephyr took him to his first comic book store and he liked it a lot he was so well behaved he put his thumb in his mouth Thanks for listening Kamakaze Unite